Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to use that at the start because I started recording, but to audio listeners, it'll just be like 10 seconds of silence. Oh, God. All right, you ready? You ready? You sure? I'm ready, Freddy. All right. Hello, anyone listening, and welcome back to another episode of the Views from the Loft podcast. We're back at it again. Here we are. Let's do a drink check real quick for our video washers. Oh, same as last week. And no, I didn't. I didn't mix it up. I think I've had the same every week. You at least been a little different. Um, so, Trevor, how how are you doing? I'm good. You went to a protest today. I did go to a protest today. It went well. I didn't, I didn't want to I, talk about it. I didn't want to be like, <laughs> I went to a protest today, guys. Well, but, I brought it up. We gotta, we gotta kill air before. Yeah, yeah. I did. That... I did. There was a, there was a. I don't care about being political. There was a, there was a Black Lives Matter protest in our town, and I attended. Um, I didn't bring a sign, which made me feel kind of out of place. You're gonna get COVID now, though. I'm probably gonna get fucking COVID. <laughs> I'm glad I went. Okay, don't get me wrong. I no regrets. I'm glad I went, but but if you get COVID, that'll suck. It will, but it'll be just hard. get COVID and then fight it off before our vacation. You're right. Yeah, I mean, it'll be there'll be plenty of time for that. Yeah, it's like what, like a couple months still. I yeah, they got two weeks, right? Two weeks. Two, that's yeah, all it takes. yeah, it's two months. I'll be you'll, clean. You'll be over it in two months. Uh, anyway. All right, well, let's talk about the news, Trevor. My favorite segment where I, an hour before the podcast, I frantically search for two random news articles that we could potentially talk about for five minutes because I thought it was a good idea when I introduced the segment, but now I regret it, but I don't want to take it away. So what can you do? Here we go. Here's the first one. Uh, How would you know that the world would be like this? Yeah, I know. Well, though maybe the world's getting back to normal because Hollywood is going to start filming movies again. Wow. The California governor said that movie and television productions can resume beginning June 12th, uh, but they will have to be approved by uh, the county public health officials. Um, they're expected to observe social distancing measures and restrictions and... Uh, following strict protocol on set and the california department of public health will monitor uh the rate of cases around los angeles to see if hollywood can continue do you think they'll actually like be that strict Mm, i don't know 
I maybe because LA got hit pretty bad. But is it going to be like one of those things like that? Oh, the health inspector's coming. All right, everybody, put on your mask. Stop fucking each other. All right, put your masks on. It could be, but I don't know. I feel like just because it's LA, they might be a bit more strict. Just because there's so many people. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that you know. What are we gonna do when all of our favorite celebrities get COVID <laughs> and die? No, that that arc has already happened. Uh, Idris Elba and Tom Hanks. Both oh died. yeah. What if more? Uh, what if Betty White? <laughs> Betty White. I hope she's not filming any movies. Dude, she can't. She time. can't. She can't be right. Like she's too old. She's frail. Her <laughs> body would break. Yeah. She gets out of the house and she's like, ah. I feel like she just does like cameos for like mm. shitty TV shows now. Probably. She's probably going senile. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, she's kind of like our version of the queen. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I mean, really. Like, just an old lady who won't die. Um, <laughs> but then she does die, and then it's like, oh, and... What happened with Stan Lee? Rest in peace. Stan Lee's never gonna die. They died. He died. He died. People die. Crazy. People will, everyone Can you will imagine? one day die. <laughs> I, um... I mean, I'll never forget what I was doing when Stan Lee died. Playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I was playing one of the Oof. fucking puzzles, like the domino kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I think it's something like that. And then Brandon, our friend Brandon, he's because I was living with him at the time, he just goes, <gasps> Stan Lee died. Was I there? I feel like you I might have been there still. I feel like I lit because I, I quit my job like right after I moved out. And I was still working at the time because I remember a coworker telling me they cried. I think you. I don't think you were home then, though. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. He was just on the couch. Stanley's dead. That's. <laughs> <gasps> uh, oh, I think I was at work because I think the coworker told me he's like, "Yeah, I yeah. cried when I saw it." <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, Hollywood's back, baby. Hollywood's do, back. Do you think? Well, there's no. If, if they're in the process of filming, like. I was going to say, is there any way that the Oscars can be saved this year? But I don't ah. know. Have they said anything about the Oscars? They said the they news. might cancel. Uh, I mean, That's what, what I heard. But Best picture, uh, Sonic, Bloodshot, or Harley Quinn? <laughs> What's well, going to win? The Invisible Man. <laughs> the Invisible Man, yeah. Um, Hollywood would rather put up Sonic the Hedgehog for Best Tr- Picture Trolls than put a two, horror movie. Trolls well, 2 World Tour. Trailer. Uh, might win best uh, Scoob! Scoob! I hope Scoob's nominated. Okay, and next piece of news. Uh, I, th- I don't know. Uh, th- a bunch of places are reporting this, but none of them quote a source. Uh, but I have seen, like, like people talk about it, even on, like, film Twitter and, like, film YouTube. People have been making videos about it, so I don't know. But uh, apparently there's a rumor going around that Henry Cavill is gonna come back as superman and this article says that there won't be a direct sequel to man of steel he'll just be making cameo appearances in future dc movies but another article i read said he's gonna be in man of steel 2 and Zack snyder is coming back to direct so it just seems See, like a bunch of speculation yeah well i read an article to this effect now that makes sense why this was an article that exists but like yours it didn't list a single fucking source um, that there were rumors that he was going to be replaced uh, as Geralt in the Witcher mm. series. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, 
don't think they're going to do that. He showed up, like, Zack Snyder had some kind of, like, watch party for Man of Steel, and then at the end, that's when he announced the Snyder Cut was coming. Mm-hmm. And Henry Cavill was, like, a guest on that. Well, of course he'd be. He was in the so, movie. Yeah, he was in the movie. I, I was just thinking, like, maybe that's what sparked this rumor, because none of the... I've read, like, three different articles... None of them. This one's from Deadline. I feel like Deadline. Can you guys imagine? Do you know Robert Downey Jr. showed up for Endgame? I think that means he's going to come back. <laughs> showed up for the Endgame fucking the red carpet. Party. Yeah. Like, but, like, they're not doing a connected universe anymore. And if he's just going to be doing cameos, that doesn't make sense. Like, because mm-hmm. the new Batman movie's not in the same universe. So, if he showed up in that, it wouldn't make sense. Um,. I mean, they could just do it and say fuck it, I guess. But they're not making another. Is Suicide Squad still happening? The Suicide, like the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, Squad? Yeah. yeah. But it's probably it's already done, right? And so is Wonder Woman. I think so. Yeah, well, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four was supposed to come out today, I think. Oh really? If I remember correctly. So neither of them. Uh, this article says that he could make a cameo in Shazam two, Black Adam, or Aquaman two. Um, I guess Shazam is in that. It's weird. It's like a limbo universe. Yeah, because it like they have Batman and they have Henry Cavill Superman. Well, well, Batman's gone, right? Like Ben Affleck's gone. He's... Ben Affleck's out. He's 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 fucking heading for the hills. He's not. Yeah, they have like a weird universe where it's like they started off kind of all together, mm-hmm. and and then well, no, Man of Still happened. They I don't think they knew it was going to be a cinematic universe then. And mm-hmm. they did Batman v Superman. And then they did Justice League. And then they did the solo movies. But then, like, Justice League And then League they bombed. did the Joker, baby. <laughs> so it's, like, it's really weird. Because, like, I know they were saying, like, Suicide the next Suicide Squad movie is kind of going to be a reboot, but not really. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's a mess. It's a fucking mess. Either say the universe is dead or keep going. Like, don't make weird, like, the... Superman cameo and Shazam, that was just weird. Which is very unnecessary, yeah. Yeah, it was like you could have cut that and said it was its own thing. That was the only thing tying it to to the rest. I don't know. Shazam, what a wonderful movie with three different endings. Yeah. Well, that's all the news I have. So, time for talking about the movies that we watched in the previous week. Uh, there's three movies that we both watched. Yeah. So I, f- I thought maybe like really quickly we could just run through the separate movies that we watched and then we could have a short spoiler free discussion on each of the ones that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. All right, I'll go first. I'll make it a uh, brief. I watched the Netflix miniseries Maniac. It's like 10 episodes long. It stars, uh, oh, I'm blanking. It's, uh, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. Uh, and it's pretty good. I gave it an eight out of ten. You know, I just gotta say, because you, because I knew it was Jonah Hill, but in my mind, I was trying to think of who it was, and the That's... first first name was Joe Rogan. I was gonna say Seth Rogan, <laughs> but it's definitely not. Uh, but yeah, it's very good. I gave it an eight out of ten. It's super cool, and I feel like mini series should be a thing. Uh, yeah, they should. I I, I like mini series. Yeah, because you can if you like to binge, you can binge it, but. It's like if you don't have to wait all for season two and you know it's going to be good. You know it's not going to be ruined like three seasons, like Game of Thrones. Like, you know it's not going to be ruined. Ruined eight seasons in. 
And it, and it's like in the future, like when it's older and you know it's good, you can just go back and watch it. It's not like mm-hmm. Dexter, where it's like I wanted to get into Dexter after it was over, and people are like, "Okay, watch season one, two, three, four, and then skip five, and then six is okay, and then seven and eight are the worst seasons ever." It's like I just want to watch a good show, so miniseries. Uh, and then the only other thing I watched, uh, not included in the three movies that we watched, uh, was Batman: The Dark Knight Returns Part One. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, uh, I gave it a 5 out of 10. It's directed by the same guy who did some of the animated DC Universe movies. Well, and I've seen some of those. Yeah, um, it was okay. Uh, That's the thing. Hey, Aaron, that's the thing with all of them. I just feel like it was a little messy because I haven't read the comic, but it felt, it really felt like they were adapting the comic, like, to a T, you know? Mm-hmm. But the pacing of a comic does not equal the pacing of a movie. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the pacing was not very good. And they try to do this weird thing where it's like they try to touch on the idea of like Batman being like like a fascist because he has like you know. But they they almost have it as a joke. Like they they have a scene where like it's these two like college kids like in their dorm and. They're like, Batman's a fascist. What he's doing uh, isn't doing real work like us when we did those protests. And he's like, don't say that. We made a real difference with our protest. Uh, did we? I was too busy tripping. <laughs> it just, And then they do the whole thing on the news where it's like, you know, two people debating the ethics of Batman. But it's just kind of played off for a laugh. And it's like, I feel like that would be an interesting thing to get mm-hmm. into. Or you don't have to. Well, because Batman is edgier in that one. I've seen enough clips to know that he does some questionable acts. Yeah. Um, So, I don't don't know. And uh, besides that, it's like that wasn't a big part of it. It just wasn't that entertaining. That's how they all are, Aaron. They're all fives and sixes. Yeah. You you look Uh, on Letterboxd and it's got like somebody gave it like eight, like an eight out of (laughs) ten. And it's like like four stars. It's like. Yeah, I think someone I follow. What are you like tripping a, on, like buddy? Or something. Uh, I'm gonna try to watch part two. Uh, in the next couple of days. But yeah, I mainly watched it because I've been watching the Harley Quinn animated show, mm-hmm. and I was reading some comments on like the Reddit, and someone said that this movie explores the idea of Joker like being a homosexual and being like obsessed with Batman, but it didn't. So I don't know. I'm hoping the second one touches on that because that is kind of interesting. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend just for the hell of it, watch those DC animated ones because they're not. To. They're not that good at all. But there's, there's a lot about though. them. There's like, yeah. There's like close I, to I got all the yeah. I got all the way to like Son of Batman, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I was on Bad Blood. I don't know which one. I, Bad Blood was the one I was on because there's like a chronology chronological list of things you can yeah, watch. But I've given them all fives and sixes. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll try to check them out. What about you? Besides the three movies that we well, watched? I watched a couple movies. Um, I'm not pulling out my letterbox to see. <clears throat> So, the movie I mentioned last week that I had already seen when we recorded, but I watched after being John Malkovich, was The Favorite, directed by, oh, I want to say his name, 
Yorgos Lanthimos. I don't know if that's how you fucking say it. Yorgos Lanthimos. But I love it if it is. It was pretty great, actually. I really liked it a lot. Um, they had interesting characters. Um, I kind of hated all of them for different reasons. But it was compelling. Nicholas Holtz in it, and he's just like a, he's just this prissy prick. Like, but he's like really like he's like little finger if little finger looked really gay. Um, and so, you know, uh, it's kind of a weird movie because it's the guy who directed The Lobster, mm-hmm. which is kind of a weird movie. And he's directed other films that are like Dogtooth and some other things. And those are all kind of weird. You know, as far as I understand, it's kind of hard to talk about because there's parts of it that are like specifically anachronistic. Like, I'm pretty sure, I, I don't remember if it was Nicholas Holt exactly, but there is, like, a 1700s nobleman who basically break dances. Um, but uh, I liked it because it had a lot of, it reminded me of, like, good Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. People being really manipulative and just kind of fucky and, you know, I don't have much to say about it because it's something I really liked, so I'm giving it, like, a 9 out of 10. I also watched Ringu. Which, as I've said before, I always feel awkward saying because it sounds like a really offensive Japanese. I thought you already stereotype. watched Ringu. No, I watched Juwan, The Grudge. Oh, okay. That's what I watched last time. I watched Ringu, this one, which is very similar. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it actually might have been directed by the same guy. I'm not sure. There's a Ringu versus uh, Grudge. Yeah, there is. There is that. It's not the same guy. Um. But, uh, yeah, I feel awkward saying because it sounds like a really stereotypical, like, Japanese accent <laughs> trying to say ring. Um, but no, I guess that's just what it's called. Um, it was good. I, I, I'd i never actually seen the ring, the original ring, but it's one of those things where it's like everybody's talked about it for my entire life. I know the plot by heart, even though yeah. I've never looked at it. Um, I know all the bits, all the story beats. It's like, oh, she's going to come out of the TV, and you know, um, but. I always like these Japanese horror movies. I've been watching more of them. And there's another one that I watched as well that I'll talk about. Um, because they don't really rely to it. They don't even really use any jump scares at all. That's it's cool. all very atmospheric. It's all very tension building. But sometimes they just get a bit too pedantic for my taste. They just kind of drag. And um, Ringu felt like that at some points. Um and, like, the characters are never really that interesting. They're just more of, like, vessels to see the story through, to see the weird shit, and to... I, I never really sympathize with them that much. They are very disposable. It's almost like a slasher movie. It's like, you don't really give a shit. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, well... All right, sure, get willed to death. I don't care. So it's like a 7 out of 10, but I would recommend it because, I don't know, I find it compelling. I watched another movie called Dog Soldiers, Dog Soldiers is a movie with werewolves in it. It's a bunch of guys shooting werewolves. Hiding out in the house. A bunch of British lads. A bunch of good lads. They just want to watch their footy game. But they can't get to because they gotta go do their fucking routine routine exercise. And then all of a sudden there are werewolves. And they have to survive. That's literally the whole movie. Uh, But they have a lot of good uh, chemistry between the actors. And I actually gave a shit about most of them. They all look pretty similar. It's kind of hard to tell them apart. They all sound the exact same. 
and they're all like military dudes with like vaguely shaved head but what you know <laughs> except like the main guy who's like blonde and it's like oh okay that guy you know uh oh i think it's funny because i forget the actor's name but davos is in it hmm. davos seaworth he's this really shit eating spec ops guy who's like a piece of crap but um there's nothing more to say it's just a movie about shooting werewolf seven out of ten um and finally, I watched Neroi the Curse, which is which is inherently it's a Japanese horror movie. Inherently, something I can't talk about because it's kind of built around getting its well, not getting it spoiled, figuring it out. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like a mystery. It's a found footage movie, which I didn't actually know going into it. Um, it's weird though because it's like a mockumentary. It's like set up that like oh we found this tape that. We it's a documentary about a documentary that was being made. Is what the the mm-hmm. frame of it is, and um, it's about a reporter trying to investigate this creepy shit in Japan, and and just it's just like a rabbit hole he goes down about like you know, um, crazy, culty shit. It's it's really interesting in world building because it does it kind of casually. They just throw shit at you like yeah, there was this village and they were all into witchcraft, and it's like oh. All right, okay, we're doing that now. Um, but that uncovering that mystery was really interesting, and they did some cool, like, gimmicky kind of things. Like they'd interject it with like, like clip from Japanese variety show to give context to the storyline, and they'd fake their what? own variety show. Like they had like a fake Japanese variety show where these kids are showcasing their psychic abilities. <laughs> And I was like, what is this? And um, and some of the, and I don't know, because, you know, I don't have Japanese actors very well, right? But there are characters in the movie, they're like, this is the actress so-and-so. And they're playing themselves as if this actually happened to them. And this is like a real documentary, which is kind of an interesting angle. Um, so it, it was kind of cool. It's kind of tacky at some points because there's a guy who like has aluminum foil all over himself. And he's like, gotta get the worms out. It keeps me from tingling. But, you know, I liked it more, I think, than Juan or the rings. Or, I'm sorry, Ringu. So, 8 out of 10. That's what I'm giving it. And that's it. That's it. That's the bit. I went as brief as possible. It was not very brief, but I did my best. I wasn't that brief either. So. All right. Well, let's talk about the spoiler. Let's have a spoiler-free discussion on the three movies that we watched together. Three, two. Been... No, three. You mean two? Do you want to save that one for last? No, no, I do, I do want to save it for last, actually. Okay, because we've been having some Netflix watch parties uh, mm-hmm. this past week, and me, Trevor, and some friends. Uh, so the first one we're going to talk about is The Five Venoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like an old like kung fu movie from the 70s. And our friend Gabe has intru- introduced me at least. Like I've never. I'm fascinated seen them. in them now. Too. They're amazing. I, like, I, I want to watch more because <laughs> I don't know. They're just like pure fun and enjoyment. Uh, and it's just like so cheesy and so over the top, but it's amazing. What um, you mean the gecko being able <laughs> to like stand on the fucking wall like fucking Spider Man? Yeah, he's over the top. The like, stunts and like the fight choreography uh let's compare this one to the other one that we watched because they're both pretty similar they're both 
same director, same uh, five in the title. Yeah. So the second one that we watched was um, Five Element Ninjas, and uh, I preferred this one a little bit more, just because of the insanity of the fight scenes. I think the five Venoms had probably a better, at least to me, a more engaging story because there's kind of like a mystery angle. Mm-hmm. And I thought the characters in that one, I I enjoyed them more. But I don't watch these movies. <laughs> I've only seen two of them. But I'm going to say, I don't think I'm going to be watching Kung Fu movies for the story and oh, the yeah. characters. I'm going to be watching them for the fight scenes. And Five Element Ninjas just has some of the most insane and like hilarious, like batshit crazy fight scenes. I mean, some of them defy description. Like, yeah, I'm I, sorry. I, I almost, like, don't want to tell, like... <laughs> well, well, let's just, like, you know what we'll do? Give a name of one of them. What was it, like, Copper Hats? Copper Hats? The Copper yeah. Hat? The 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 Gold Element? <laughs> the They used Copper Hats, I guess it said on the subtitles, but it's yeah. the Gold Tribe or whatever? Just Copper Hats and, like, trust us. <laughs> the it's mental. That's not even the craziest trap. No, it's but... not. That's the first one they show that's you. The fir- that's probably the most tame, besides the fire. The fire were pretty tame. Now, the ground and the the tree and the waters. Oh, <laughs> the fucking tree. The trees were insane, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You just got to watch this movie. It's, it's wild. Uh, but I gave the five Venoms a seven, and I gave... The five element ninjas and eight. So. I, I gave both of them sevens. Mm-hmm. I do quite like. I think I do prefer Venom's a little bit more because I kind of just I like the characters that much. Like I just adore. There's a guy called the Toad, and the Toad is a fucking unit. I love the Toad. The Toad There's is something a about the Toad. Oh my god! You know how I do that really embarrassing thing where I, I cry sometimes when I get like <laughs> I, I'm I'm about to cry thinking about the Toad. <laughs> like I just I love the Toad that much. The Toad he's is so, pretty great. He's, he's so great. fucking brilliant. Like I just <laughs> he just he just takes a sword to the back and it just glances <laughs> off of him and he's like. Hmm. It's like, like he can't do anything. He just sits there, just like a fucking. What about that? Is Toad like? I don't know. Are, are Toads know. known for their extreme durability? I'm pretty yeah. sure I could just step on one and it would die. Every every character in that movie, like, like, had... the, why didn't they call him like the turtle I don't, or something? That's... Like, <laughs> yeah, every character in that movie was like tied to an animal, and then they all had some kind of ability, mm-hmm. and they all kind of made sense except for the Toad because. The toad's ability was that nothing could hurt him, but it's like that's not a toad. I, I don't think. No, <laughs> I don't know. But like, I mean, like it's like you kind of the the toad has the energy of like something that's like really hardy and strong, but just the word yeah. itself and the image it conjures. But if you think about what a toad actually fucking is, but then again, can a gecko? I guess geckos can stick to shit. Yeah, but the, uh, the turtle was pretty weak too because the scorpion was like, I throw darts and I kick. Yeah, they already had someone who had like poison strikes, so yeah, I guess they couldn't, they couldn't do it. I, I was hoping he'd just spawn a tail. The turtle would have been made so much more sense. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but like it was, it's just, it's so I can't even express my adoration for the toad. <laughs> I love the toad. Uh, 
he's my god now. Like that's <laughs> that's the only thing I can say. But Toad is god. Uh, I mean, what the fuck? But yeah, they're both they're both pretty good. Um, and they're those scenes in. I do agree. The scenes in Five Elements are, are significantly more insane. And it's funny because I was dozing off towards the end because I was really tired and it was late and stuff. Um, but I still was just like, I would like, like, I still remember it very vividly because you can't not. Mm. Like when you're seeing like the fucking the wood element, like you can't you can't forget that. Like uh. you could be asleep and you'd remember it. <laughs> like that's it's it's insane. Yeah. Nothing but, could have prepared me for the the trees <laughs> or the earth <laughs> or the water for that. Like all, any of them, it's all very creative and insane. I <laughs> I personally thoroughly recommend them because uh, it's something that some people would probably like even more. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's not something you take seriously, uh, but it's just a fun ride. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well. The other movie. The one movie. <laughs> we watched Horse Girl. Horse Girl. Netflix. Fuck Horse Girl. I don't like Horse Girl. I was trying to think, like, the next day, I was trying to think, like, what made this movie so bad? Because without spoiling anything, it seems like a kind of movie that I would enjoy. Oh, yeah, same. It has, like, a... it ha- it. I, you compared it to Under the Silver Lake, and I think that's a pretty apt comparison it has like that same kind of feel to it and like i don't really know it just got that same like thematic and it it also has like all the conspiracy like under the silver lake was about conspiracy theories yeah had like time travel and cloning and fucking aliens and it also you're seeing it from the perspective of a main character who is clearly not like mentally stable Mm -hmm. um but this i don't i i think it just failed to commit oh Um, yeah it completely because it really didn't start getting like kind of weird and bizarre until the very end. And at that, mm-hmm. and it's and the thing is like the, the ending uh, without spoiling anything, the ending is an ending that's left open to interpretation and it's kind of confusing and vague. And I didn't hate the movie because I don't understand the ending, but I just didn't care because yeah. the story was bad and the pacing was bad and all the characters were bad so when all that shit like happens, I'm, you know, like a good movie with that ending, I would be like, oh, what happened? Like, I need to find out what happened. And I would rewatch it and like read about it and shit like that. But when this movie ended, it was just like, uh, yeah, I just wasted like an hour and a half of my life. And I don't care what happened at the end because I don't care about anything else the movie had mm-hmm. to do. No, I, I think you hit it right <laughs> on the head there. I mean... I know my biggest issue with it was just like how fucked the pacing is because like it tries to act like it's building up. I think we brought that up while we watched it. It tries to act like it's going towards something. Like it's a, like it, well, cause it is, but like, let me rephrase that. Actually. It's like, they, they act like it's rising. They act like the tension is getting worse and worse and that things are getting worse and worse but for the most part it really doesn't change it's the same shit for like an hour Mm -hmm. and then like the 30 minutes it kind of starts to rack up and then really goes off the fucking rails in the end which didn't feel really satisfying to me it felt very unnatural it felt like they just like you were supposed to look at them and they were like telling you 
that this is what they're doing that it's oh no she's getting worse and worse and worse but you don't really get to see that because yeah. she's always been kind of fucking loony straight from the get-go yeah i was thinking about this and i, I this might make me like talk too long because i was trying to think about how to put this into words last week but i i don't know if i can but i'll try so like when you do a movie where you don't know what is reality and you're kind of playing with like what's real and what's not real I've, there's a way to do it to make it really good and uh this isn't one of those movies but i think it has a scene that that does that very well fear and loathing in las vegas like you know the main character is on acid in the beginning when they're driving and he's talking about bats like flying at them and you never see the bats so you assume they're in his head but then when the characters drive off and you're no longer from their perspective you're just from the camera's perspective the camera pans down and there's like a dead bat on the road so it's like yeah, it was in his head, but also it is affecting what we, the audience, see. So it's like, okay, were there bats? Like, obviously there weren't, because Fear and Loathing is not that type of movie. Yeah. But in this movie, you know from the beginning that she's crazy. And none of, like, nothing, none of the dreams that she has has an impact on the real world at all. So I I don't I don't know if I'm explaining it, but it, but it's like under the silver lake, like even we well, when we discussed it, we had the debate like, uh, is he crazy? And he just found all these like hidden messages that weren't really there, and they just so happened to lead him to the real place, you know? Or were those messages like really there? But this I I feel like this movie didn't have anything like that. They, well, no, and you bring up an interesting point because. Excuse me, Gassy. <laughs> um, you bring up a good point though, because um, it is strange that none of her dreams really have much of an impact when that's like the whole point of the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And like, what she like? This is not that big of a fuck it. You know, fuck it. It's fucking horse. Just don't girl. watch it. It's, I mean, she's like, she takes her car at one point, like, and gets it impounded because yeah. she left it in it. Like, I don't really remember anything that was that significant other than that she did that. Yeah. And, and there's never, there's never anything that makes us, the audience, question, is it real or not? No. Pretty much, you know, she's crazy, which that's okay. You can tell a story about someone who's crazy. Not every movie has to be like making you question what's real or not. But this movie seemed like it was trying to do that. But oh, it, it definitely was. It didn't do a good job. No. Um, so, yeah, I gave it a 4 out of 10. And I gave it a 3 out of 10. Fuck you, horse girl. A friend of ours who I won't, I won't name by name. We should have had him on to defend horse girl. We should have had him on to defend horse girl. He, he gave it, like, what was it, like four stars on Letterboxd? Like an 8 out of 10? Yeah, he like, gave it an 8 out of 10. How can you even live with yourself? <laughs> like that's well, all everyone I have has to say. different tastes, Trevor. Okay. Well, I my taste is that he his is wrong, um, because Horse Girl is in a visceral slog through the depths of hell that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. I enjoyed Scoob more Jesus. than I enjoyed Horse Girl. That's I really did. I had to I had to rate Scoob higher because I realized I was like, you know what? So you gave Scoob a five or a four? I gave Scoob a three out of ten. I oh. kept him on. Scoob was at a two. Oh, 
I, I just kept that. I was like, they're at least equal, and I can say that like I liked it a little bit more. Yeah. But because Scoob is pretty fucking awful, but there were parts. Honest to God, Scoob had more for it than this fucking movie did. Yeah, at I mean, least some of the jokes in Scoob landed. Like that's like the same thing with this movie. It's like at least that one scene in the end was kind of cool. Yeah, because last, it was. The last fifteen minutes are kind of cool, but it's at that point it's all style over substance because the rest of the movie sucks. Oh yeah, and you're done with it. You're done with it. Yeah, you don't want anything to do with it anymore. You're you, out of it. You've you're just, like, the you endings. already know it's a bad movie at that point. You've yeah, you've out. checked out. It doesn't. So it doesn't matter what happens to the character. It doesn't matter mm. if it was all in her head or not because you don't care about the. Character. And you're not going to piece it together because you don't want to. Yeah, like, I, I'm just done with it. All right. Well, with Horse Girl out of the way, are you ready to talk? About the film that we watched today. The film that we watched today. For the podcast. Let me look it up on Letterboxd because I don't have it pulled up. Uh, this is the wrong one. <laughs> Wait, should I recommend this one? Nope. <laughs> Alright, we watched uh, 1975's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Milos Foreman, directed by, I, I hope believe that's how so. you pronounce it. And it stars uh, Jack Nicholson and mm-hmm. some other people. But I'm just going to say some other people. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Um, and here's the plot synopsis from Letterboxd. While serving time for insanity at a state mental hospital, implacable rebel, rabble rouser <laughs> Randall Patrick McMurphy inspires his fellow patients to rebel against the authoritarian. <laughs> the authoritarian rule of head nurse Mildred Ratched. Fucking implacable rabble rouser Randall Patrick McMurphy. That fucked me up. That's a very difficult <laughs> implacable. That's like a tongue twister. Implacable rabble rouser rouser Randall Patrick McMurphy. Dude, it's, it's dude, it's artistic. Maybe I should bring back where I just <laughs> say the synopsis. Like I just come up with something. But yeah, that's 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 it. That's the synopsis. Um, what else can you say? What else can you say? I took no notes for this movie. I'm trying your approach this time. Uh, oh, my approach is not very healthy, but if you wish. So there's nothing um, to drive the conversation. Although I do want to say really quickly, I found this bit of trivia that I thought was oh yeah well, kind of it? interesting. Um, they filmed it at a real uh mental hospital. Oh yeah, and some of the crew and extras were played by patients um, to which the director says he later found out most of them were criminally insane <laughs> and they served as crew members and extras in this film. Uh, it's kind of wild. So I thought that was interesting and it makes sense because this feels like a real like a mental hospital like a it sad, does, it a does. sad gray depressing mental hospital which that's the point and that's a good thing yes um, uh, what did you think about this movie overall because i quite enjoyed it i did enjoy it very much um I mean, like you said, it's very nice how it actually feels like a real mental hospital. It feels exaggerated, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, oh, I will. Sorry to cut you off, but I will say, I'm glad it wasn't like over the top, because yeah, like I like the main like antagonist in this film. Like, even though she was like a bitch and uh, absolute, 
she was terrible to fiery the, bitch <laughs> she was terrible to the patients it wasn't like it you know it wasn't like you're all locked up with no food. Like I kind of expected mm-hmm. it to be like way over the top. And then the main character was going to come in and be like, I'm going to teach you guys how to have fun and love life. But it's like, she's kind of in a gray area and he, no, is, yeah. he is too, honestly. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's a prick as well, but not as big as a prick as her, but it, he's, a, he's a prick with a soul at least. Yeah. With the setup, I thought it was going to be, she was going to be like this over the top cartoonishly evil, uh, doctor who was doing like, unimaginable things to these people and then he was going to come in and like teach them how to love life but it is kind of like he's going to come in and get them prostitutes and get them drunk <laughs> which hey that's love and life so yeah exactly i like that aspect of the movie it reminds yeah. me of all my it reminds me of all my pretentious philosophy stuff i talk <laughs> about but i don't think the movie's trying to say anything about that so i won't go into that but no. it is nice it is mm-hmm. charming um but yeah, you're right about the nurse because she is ultimately she has justification for what she's doing, and it's not outlandish justification. Like even mm. if you don't agree with what she uses to justify her behavior, it's not like she's you know like I'm going to cut their dicks off and sew yeah. them to their nipples. Like what? It's nothing like that. Yeah, it's um, more so just like quiet people are happy people. <laughs> you know, kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's have like, a don't, schedule. Don't, and we're mm-hmm. sticking to it, and it doesn't matter if things could Follow be better. Follow the rule book. Yeah, don't take risks, because even though things could be better, they could also be worse, and we don't know mm-hmm. how. Yeah. Of course, maybe she should have took some risks. Maybe. But, uh, by the ending. Even though we are kind of justifying her actions, uh, I still wanted her to die. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, of course I wanted her to die. I wanted him <laughs> to strangle her and bash her head in on the fucking floor. Yes. I mean, she's a bitch. <laughs> I despise her. I felt <laughs> angry whenever she was on stage, like on stage, on screen, mm-hmm. um, especially towards the end when she tortures poor little Billy by telling her about that his mother. Scene made me so mad because I that broke my little it's like heart. Like she knew that was his trigger. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's like so. She's taking it. She's like, this is this is the way to get to him because she is. She's basically she's been doing this for so long. She's a nurse and everything, but she's as much a psychologist as those people are, mm-hmm. and she knows that that will get to him. Yeah, and she uses it against them, and it fucked me up so bad it made to see me that. So mad. Like... And then he fucking runs off, and he takes the glass, and he just goes to fucking town on himself and it broke my little heart i have not actually been that upset about something i know dude for a very long time i don't know i feel like i've been desensitized to a lot of things yeah just seeing that poor little boy stuttering like a fucking buffoon yeah and then just uh, running off to off himself oh my god and he was um i don't know maybe it's because i thought he was handsome maybe that bothered me a little bit too but he was handsome he was a very charming one young man the boy's cute, isn't he? He's in Critters in Four. Uh, that's the only other movie I've seen him in. Critters really? Four. I think he's yeah. in. I think I looked it up. I think he's in Resurrection, Alien Resurrection. Oh, really? He was in. I don't. I don't, I don't re- call him. Well. Yeah. I think he's still. He's still doing stuff. Uh, yeah, he's old now, but you know, yeah. and having maybe not as cute, but <laughs> I'm Brad, sure he's still a handsome man. Brad Dor- Dor- Dorf. Dorf. Uh, there are a lot of actors in this movie that I didn't think were in this. Yeah, uh, Danny DeVito. The big one, Danny DeVito. Um, um, 
Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Which I had um, no idea. I'd seen that because you know that's like a meme, right? Like the GIF of him like going like. Yeah. And like I'd I'd seen that a million times before, and I never realized that was Christopher Lloyd. Because it's crazy to think that ten years later they have him looking like he's eighty years old. <laughs> In another movie, but I knew who Danny DeVito was, but it took me a bit to recognize uh, mm-hmm. Christopher Lloyd. I I knew his face was so familiar. Um, I actually recognized him before DeVito. Really? I was, I was like, I who know. is this tiny manlet that looks like Al Capone? <laughs> who could this be? <laughs> and then he said something. It was when they were playing poker at one point. I was like, oh, he fuck me. That's Danny DeVito. Yeah. Because um, it was like his voice and always sounding, and I'm like. Oh. The hotel keeper from The Shining, is it? Oh yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I think it's yeah. Scat. Letterbox says his name is Scatman Crothers. I love Crothers. that man's voice. Yeah, he's got a great voice. I feel like he's probably in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he fucking should be. If he's oh, he's dead now, but still. Rip, the Scatman. That's a great name too. Scatman. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, great. He's not even in the movie, really, is he? No, but like the but scene he he's shows in. up in the very end, almost like the last thirty yeah. minutes, he's in there, and he's lovely. That's the thing. Like, there's so many like characters in this movie, but they all feel like so fleshed out and like developed, uh-huh. even if they don't have that much screen time. Like, they all have a gimmick, I guess, kind of. To, yeah, to and it, it gives them identity. Yeah, but it never felt like it never felt like oh this one's just the dumb one or this one's just the angry one. It feels like it's more there to identify them and not to like define them. Yeah, yeah, but it's like which you is could, important. You could watch one scene and understand who their characters are, and they're, mm-hmm. they're very likable. I think. And oh yeah, they're oh that's a thing I loved. It felt really wholesome at a lot of points. Yeah, just the, like they're just a couple of boys. The fishing scene, dude. I love the so wholesome. Scene. And then the end, it shows like people just watching the boat go around in circles. Er- oh, um, oh no. speaking of like a wholesome scene, the scene. Well, okay. First, I'm gonna talk about my boy Chief. Chief, Chief is a fucking god. He's a unit. Look how fucking massive he is. That guy. I saw him for the first time, and I was just like, give me, give me, gave me toad energy. When I saw that guy fucking standing up there like that, I was like, "He's a, he could break me into like a fucking toothpick," and I, 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 they all think he's deaf and dumb and mute, and then they have that scene where he like shows, he tells Jack Nicholson's character that he's actually. I love that scene so Dude, much. Dude, it's so good. It's like here's a you see him go like, "Thank you," and then he gives him another one. And he's like, "Oh, juicy fruit." <laughs> You sly son of a bitch. I really like this. Chief is great and he had a great arc. A super he did have a really arc, good arc. And I'm so happy for him. I hope he's, <laughs> he's in Canada. That's the thing uh, that I feel like you, you know you have good characters and good writing when the movie ends and I'm like imagining what the characters' lives are after the movie. Oh yeah. Even though there's nothing cuz they're fictional characters, but mm-hmm. it's like man, I hope Chief's having a good one in Canada. Like just come on. I want to see a sequel, The Adventures of Chief in Canada, and it's all happy and nothing bad happens. Nothing bad happens to him ever again, even though he technically committed murder. <laughs> That's true, but it was a mercy kill. No, it's a mercy killing. I mean, I would have, I would like to think I would do the same in Chief's shoes, but. <laughs> Because um, I mean, yeah, that's that that was a that was a good act as far as I'm concerned. Like, think about that's the thing about this movie. That's the serious. That's the big boy pants part of this movie. 
all right is that it's it is very depressing because it's set in the 60s it's like 65 i think it said yeah like 63 somewhere in this early 60s early to mid 60s and um that's a really fucked time for like mental institution mm-hmm. i mean it had been for years and that's really kind of like the end of that era i mean i don't really know maybe they're fucking still god awful i don't I mean, really know they filmed it the movie was made 10 years later mm-hmm. and it feels like they you know they knew that mental i i assume when this movie well, it was had made, the, it had the tone that like electroshock is fucked yeah, yeah. Lobotomies. Uh, are I don't fucked. think they were doing that shit in the seventies. Um, no. I, I don't know when the book was written though. Um, he might have been ahead of the curve. No, nineteen sixty-two. So there were people talking about it already because they'd been doing shit like that for a very long time. Um, at least, in, more generally speaking, not like in terms of like specific procedures or whatever, but just in treating like asylums and just mental health institutions in general, not really as rehabilitation clinics, but as like dumping grounds. Yeah. Like it's where you go when you have nowhere else to go, or it's where people put you and they don't want to have to put up with you anymore. Oh, okay. This is a, this is interesting. Um, this whole movement for getting rid of these fucked hospitals, uh, it was happening alongside the civil rights movement. And apparently the, the author of the novel uh, worked uh, the graveyard shift at a mental health facility. Oh, that explains why. And uh, he's talked with a lot of the patients uh, while working there, but also was part of Project MK Ultra, where he took uh, mescaline and LSD. Oh, he was a subject. Yes, he was. A, yeah, he was a subject. He was a subject. Um, I thought you're telling me this motherfucker was like trying to make psychics. <laughs> no, but he wanted to be one. He no. was like, yeah, put me in. But yeah, okay, that that's an interesting perspective. Like, he was ahead of the curve then, because yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's fucked. I mean, and they'd been doing that since like the 1800s, treating people like just like yeah. yeah, put them there. Don't worry about it. It's not really the cure. It's just out of sight, out of mind them. Um, and even and, though that's such a fuck setting and like so depressing, I will give it to the movie for making it seem fun. <laughs> like it certain, does, yeah. But the sad thing is, is it's only fun because of fucking Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it's only fun yeah, because it, he comes there. It was hell before you. You know, it was just kind of this. Everyone's stuck in their routine, and mm-hmm. they're they're not. It seems like they they know each other, but they're not like really friends. But he comes together, and it seems that they all kind of they form a real bond. Uh, mm-hmm. over the course of his time being there it's so funny because they look like you know there's that scene where he's on the boat and they're like hey this is a doctor doctor so and so it's like i would absolutely <laughs> believe that like at least that that dr scanlon guy oh yeah the bearded owns, man the bearded guy with the circular glass i would 110 percent believe someone if they told me he was like a doctor somewhere oh yeah like he looks like a philosopher type <laughs> like I, I would I'm like that guy's like that guy's writing like books on communism <laughs> somewhere like i yeah he okay yeah sure i bet he's a professor or like a doc he has some kind of phd i know a little bit of them i mean i wouldn't believe that billy was a goddamn doctor i'll tell you that much did he did he did that guy believe them i thought they were like making a bit maybe no i don't think he did because because he says the thing about fishing i thought it was like a joke i thought for a second i because that's what i thought at first but then i thought about it was was that like supposed to be a bit where like jack nicholson shows like a bunch of men on a boat and they're going out to sea and he goes no it's just fishing it's not what you think like he thought they were gonna go out to sea and like have a maybe but like i think he knew i think it it, they were trying to make an excuse but he knew that it didn't really matter mm because all you know the worst that could happen is they just get sent back anyway Mm mm-hmm 
And I think the guy that is possible. the guy knew because like everyone was waiting for them when they returned. Um, he must they must have. Yeah, how would they have known yeah. that he took the boat? Yeah, you're right. Because like right. Jack Nicholson like told him where they were from, and at first I'm like that's dumb, but then he says like, well, it doesn't matter if we get caught because they'll just send us back. Mm-hmm. So. Well, at that point, he doesn't know that if he fucks up too much, they're going to keep him there for, like, literally ever. Yeah, or fucking lobotomize him. God damn, and it's not just a regular lobotomy. It's a full frontal lobe lobotomy. Yeah, he's just fucking, he's gone. That, that's, that's, I don't know how anybody could have ever justified that kind of behavior. I know. Like, even if somebody, like, because clearly, like, there's an argument for him to have, like, temporary insanity there. Yeah. Because because he watched his friend kill himself and like blames her for it, and if someone were to like actually, I, mean, I guess that's the the culture of the time. I suppose they wouldn't have really listened to something like that because, I, you know, I mean, you know, killing someone in a, or trying to kill someone in context like that is a hell of a lot different than being so like just violently impulsive as to go out and off someone or to, yeah. you know, like there's a reason for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily justifiable for a fucking slave, like, you know, just nerve stapling you like Jesus H Christ. I was hoping against hope that he would wink, but I knew he wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I, that, rem- that reminds me of something I was going to ask you. Do you think that Jack Nicholson's character was actually insane? Cause they do kind of bring that up a few points that, He's faking it. I think. Well, I do think it's. It doesn't matter. No, it know, doesn't like matter. But I, but I. But I. I personally, my interpretation. I don't think he's crazy. Yeah. At least not in like the traditional. Because everybody has mental issues. But you know what I mean when you yeah. say like oh like psychotic. I don't think he's like institutionalized worthy. Like because he clearly has justification for everything he does. Yeah. The the for the most part. The idea that he was faking it. They said. Because he was in jail for uh, statutory rape, and they said that he was faking it to go there, right, instead of having to work. Mm-hmm. I think so. so I think that's he what he said. Kind of seems just like a con man. Like mm-hmm. it, maybe he's addicted to like he doesn't know when to stop with the con. But yeah, I don't think he was actually like mentally insane. Uh, and no, and there are things he does that seem like you know because like to imply that he's like a psychotic, like he's an actual psychopath or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what one of the doctors implied is—is is, I don't think that's because he seems to legitimately care about them, yeah, for the most part, and like, yeah, I think he grows too in his own way. I think only I mean, first... he honestly does from the beginning a little bit. Yeah, like, it feels like he it like naturally just kind of gravitated towards them. Like he's shitting on them and he's fighting with them and stuff, but it's like they were fighting harder with each other. Yeah, he did with them. And if he didn't, when he first talked to them, like it's like the next day he's there, he's trying to get them to like let them all watch the game or whatever. Yeah, I don't think he's doing that just for himself. Like, it, no, no, he seems like he actually he, thinks he can help. And he's them. not doing it just to fuck with the nurse either, because no, no, I think there yeah. seems to be actual altruism behind his actions. Yeah, um, because I mean, you know, like he did that thing for Billy towards the end. Yeah, fuck my girlfriend, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, and he wouldn't just do that just for any way. He's like, I'm going to take you with you, chief. Take, I'm going to take you with me, you know? Yeah, he did. Re- like, he meant that. He, he honest to God chief. meant that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he thought he could help them more. And I think that's, like, yeah. kind of said in, like, the, well, yeah, at least I tried. 
mm-hmm. you know, God damn it or whatever. The line he gives when he's trying to lift up the fucking sink thing. Yeah. yeah. Like that kind of is like the theme of the movie. Like he just, he tried. Mm-hmm. Um, because. I mean, he changed Chief's life, so. He did change Chief's life. He probably changed the rest of theirs in their own way. Yeah. I mean. I like to think because the nurse seems nicer in that last scene of her. Yeah. I I, think, I like to think that that somehow had an effect on her, but I don't know if it really did or not. I think, like, before he came, everyone was probably okay being in that position. Complacent. Just because they didn't know that there was more, and he mm-hmm. kind of showed them that there was. So, I, you know, just, go, like, assuming. I don't know if the nurse was always, that like, that big of a bitch. Yeah. Or if she was just mad that someone was questioning how she ran things. That is a good point. Because, like, she did let them gamble and, like, smoke cigarettes and stuff like that. And only when he starts encouraging it does she shut it down. But mm. you see at the end, you know, after everything's kind of gone back to normal, they are gambling and they are all smoking cigarettes. So she at least gave those. You would hope. I hope things change. I hope. I, I hope so as well. <laughs> um, poor, poor, my poor boys. Let me tell you, Aaron. That party they have, that's what we're going to be doing. All right, we're going to have a party like that. We're going to have a little That was a great party. It had the ups and downs of a real party. It was was wild. It felt like an actual party. And I love the part at the end where everyone was like dead. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it goes. I will say this. Yeah. And I want you to see, I want to see how you feel about it. And if you agree with me, then great. But if you don't, I want to see if you can bring me around to it. Because I was somewhat agitated. That they decided to cause the conflict from that point on by Jack Nicholson falling asleep. Yeah, I was thinking there's got, I understand. There had to have been a better way to go about that. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, because they're so close to escaping. That is their goal. They're right there next to the window. And there's, there's four people who are in on it. And you're telling me they they all four fall asleep at the same time. That actually like, took me out of it you, a lot. You would think if Jack Nicholson fell asleep, Chief would be like, hey, remember, we're getting out of here. And he's like, oh, yeah. And you would think if uh, Candy fell asleep with uh, Billy, what, someone would be like, go get Candy. Like, go wake Candy up. And then, you know, the other prostitute that was on the couch, they could – it doesn't make sense. And it's like – yeah. He didn't seem that drunk. Like uh, I don't. No, they like, didn't. They didn't. When you, he just kind of sits there like this. He's like, <laughs> yeah. When you have that goal in mind, he would be. He would be. He his adrenaline would be in. Yeah, like he'd be hyper focused. You're not gonna on this. forget that you're getting ready to escape yeah. a mental asylum. Like what the fuck? Just because and like, you had a few drinks. Like, mm-hmm. I I I think a better thing would have been to. Uh, mm, I know they already kind of exhausted. God, I can't drink Coke like this. Oh, my God. Um, I think I know they kind of already exhausted the whole supervisor coming in thing. Mm-hmm. But I think something like that would have been better. Where, like, he's about to escape. And um, because – and it would kind of reinforce some of the themes of the movie where he is trying to help these people. That he does that thing for Billy. And it takes too long. You know, that's what I, that's what I thought they were going to do. And it, well, that's, yeah. And that's what it felt like. And then somebody's going to come in and it'd be like, okay, well now he's kind of paid the price for being altruistic. And then that would make it even more tragic the way things play out. Yeah. And, but instead it's just, (laughs) that it's just, and and that kind of agitated me quite a bit. Another thing is I'm not, another thing that really pissed me off that also took me out of it a lot is at the end when he tries to escape 
because he has he tries to escape again because he has the keys, mm-hmm. right? But he tries to escape like directly after in broad daylight, directly after the you know they've been chewed out for having a party, and it's like you mm-hmm. have those keys. No one knows that you have those keys. What's one more night gonna be? Mm-hmm. It just felt like it just felt like I don't I don't know. In fairness. And I, 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 somebody, they would have found, they would have noticed those keys were missing eventually. Oh uh, yeah, I, and they would have searched everywhere. Yeah, I but guess he could have right. hidden but, them. But he could have hidden them. Yeah, it just, I don't know. Um, and where would people? Seemed, like, there's probably it, it so just, many nooks and crannies like to hide. He seems such shit. a sneaky guy and like such a con. It does artist. seem. It seems weird, even if that's true. It does seem weird that he would react so quickly. Yeah, it feels like he would have been smarter than that. He would have tried to hide them somehow. Mm. Because the only times he ever reacts quickly is in anger. That's his thing, that he's an angry person. Mm-hmm. He he chokes that woman out because she, you know, got, what's his face, killed, Billy killed. Billy killed yeah. And um, that's how he always does things. He didn't, he just wanted to leave. He was uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, he was just. He trying to get out in time. He wouldn't, I don't think he would do that. I think he would know that there was a time and place for this and it wasn't then. Yeah. But. I don't know. Those two things kind of took me out of it near the end. Um, besides that, though, I really liked the movie. Um, yeah, the, yeah, I think it kind of stuttered a bit there, but I know I touched on it earlier. But like, I just want to say, like, just how great, like, even the background characters had something to do. Like, even the mm-hmm. general and like the dancing man. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the, those are feel like distinct characters. Yeah, I you have you have like the core nine, but then there's more than that. It's like, I mean, Chief isn't really even part of the core nine. It's like. No, Chief is just a fucking dude there. <laughs> but there's so many characters, and you even the guards, you kind of get to know like their personalities mm-hmm. and how they behave. Well, you get to know what's his face. You get to know Shining Guy's character in like yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, it, this movie was just like really good uh, at at that. And it for a movie that has such a big cast, like everyone feels important. Everyone feels like they have a role, and uh, they're all like really likable. Or the ones that aren't likable, they're meant to be. Uh, mm-hmm. unlikable um dude fuck hard on who's hard on harding harding yeah he was just like i didn't mind his like big brain rants that he would go on oh was that the one whose wife who yeah he yeah, complained okay. about his wife and stuff i didn't mind his like pretentious rants so much because i mean i do that but you know <laughs> Uh, I did mind is like, come on, man, pass the ball. No, I got this. I got this. Like, I, I went to school with motherfuckers like that. It's all about me. I got to do the thing. Fuck that. I hate him. Um, he's not even that bad of a guy, but he's just such a little bitch. Um, fuck him. Um, I know Christopher Lloyd's character is not meant to be terribly likable, but he's not also meant to be like. Dislike. No, I thought he was going to be like a villain. Like when the movie first started, but he looks like fucking sinister. He looks like a fucking skinhead. Yeah, like I mean, that's just the truth of it. <laughs> but like, like that I mean, first like group therapy session where he was like mm-hmm. arguing with Harding, I thought it was going to be like, you know, those were going to be the the troublemakers. But uh, Danny DeVito's character is like, I love him. He confuses me. Look at him. I'm like, what's he doing? What's he gonna do next? What's he What's he all about now? I love the Monopoly scene where he's like, hotel. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of the um. He reminds me of like, you know, like Beetlejuice. I haven't seen Beetlejuice. No, no, not the movie. Oh, oh, the little, oh, the, the little black man. Yeah, from Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. He goes. Yeah. 
How tall? Well, at least six hundred feet. <laughs> I heard he's not actually like that, but I don't know for sure. But mm. either way, um, that's that's what he reminded me of because it sounds like he's a hotel. 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 You can't, can't put a hotel he's... there. You have to have three houses in a hotel. <laughs> and he's like, what's what's, what was he doing? He was like counting the numbers on his cards or something like that. And he's like. 10, 13, 12, yeah. something like that. Like, he's like, no, you don't fucking count to them. Yeah. In the scene where he's like, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. And then they say, like, a cigarette is worth a dime, so he breaks the cigarette in half, and he's like, nickel. <laughs> nickel. <laughs> he was so good. And I also, I forgot the character's name. Was it Martinez? Um, Or was Danny Who? DeVito Martinez? Oh, Danny DeVito was Martini. Martini. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Uh, the guy who cries all the time and gets like overly emotional. Oh, Chessy or whatever his name is. Yeah, I felt. Oh, I... I felt like so bad for his character, especially at the end where like he finally stands up and then he has to do the electroshock thing. Yeah, and it's like even though it's nothing serious, like being lobotomized, I felt so bad for him because he just. Like, that's the thing that sucks about that movie. Well, it's a good thing, but it's just, like, it's tragic. Is that, like, whenever they do anything against the grain, they're not really accommodated. Yeah. They're just kind of forcibly, like, they're lobotomized in more ways than one. That's the tragedy of it. Yeah. Like, they lobotomize them by structure and, like, rigid, constant. And they're not, and that's kind of what makes it, like, even more fucked, is that, like, yeah, I know. Like, those guys have their structure. The people who are, like, real bad off, they have their schedule and everything. Mm-hmm. But like they brought up, a lot of those guys committed themselves. Yeah, al- almost all of them could leave except for, what, like, three? Yeah, Chief, a few of them. Like Chief, yeah. Jack Nicholson, and maybe, I think, uh, Christopher Lloyd's character. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd's character. I know for sure. Those might have been um, the only three. But, yeah, like, the uh, all the other ones of the Central Nine, like, they could have left anytime they wanted to. And if that's the case, if they're not enough to get institutionalized, you would think you'd be more willing to, like, actually give them rights and shit. Yeah. Within your fucking, like, I don't know what the argument would be there. Like, like they're free citizens still. If you let them walk out at any point, why not let them have their cigarettes? Let them watch their fucking TV. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. And, like, no, it wouldn't even, like, it didn't even, like, fuck with them that much when they did anything crazy. You know? Yeah. That they all seemingly indulged in it. And they see that. They see that evident. And yet they still say things like, you know, oh, we can't do that. Which I feel is the point of the movie that, like, they just kind of kind of willfully blind to this because they're that obsessed with like the structure mm-hmm. and like the way if it's not broke don't fix and they've it. It's not really they've pretty much convinced themselves that they need to be there. Yeah, or yeah. They've I mean, been they've... convinced by the nurse and the staff that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like the whole environment has lobotomized yeah, them. It's like what like what Chief said to him. He's like, it's sucking everything out of you. Yeah, it's like it did to him. It's probably legitimately made them worse than. Oh, absolutely. Than in the beginning, it's like, yeah. Yeah, like he said, he's like, there are people like just on the street that are as crazy as most of you guys. Like modern... Which is true. I mean, most yeah. of the time. A lot of these people like, what the fuck did Billy... Billy's just like... Billy just stutters he, and he... Yeah, he said that thing to me. He's like, Billy, you must be committed. It's like, well, no, he... he I think he's like right. a cuck to his mother. Bit. Yeah, he's just got like a lot of anxiety and a lot yeah. of mommy issues. That's the thing. It's like modern day, most of the core nine probably yeah. could have resolved their issues by going to a therapy like a to a oh, therapist absolutely because it's like they, harding they, just seems to like, the tragic of it yeah just seems to have a problem with his wife like 
All right, Danny DeVito needs to be instituted. He's like a narcissist. Harding's like an okay, Martini. Yeah, I don't know how he's not committed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's astonishing. Maybe my point doesn't stand as much. Scanlon looked like he should. I don't know what the fuck he was on about. Was that the bearded guy? Yeah, I don't even remember what his thing was. He had some kind of box that he was always. Yeah, yeah, he had a box, and he had a. That was what he was known by. He's like box. He's like log lady in Twin Peaks. Like he's got the box. Yeah, I guess he had he's less of around. development than the others, but I. I just loved the way that man looked. Yeah, man. yeah. He's like, <laughs> he looks like fucking Karl Marx over there. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ, Peter Kropkin over here. What? But um. Uh, There's a. Let's see. There was a the guy who just laughed, right? That was always with Christopher Lloyd's character. Oh yeah. Then there were the two guys who shared medicine. Um, mm-hmm. Then there they were... didn't have much. Yeah. But I remember them though. Mm-hmm. Everyone was the... everyone was memorable. The sullen eyes of the other guy, <laughs> Fredrickson, I think his name was. Which one was? Which one? Was Fredrickson that? was the guy who was like he looked. Oh god, this is gonna be really mean. The guy who looked like this all the time. Oh, he was just smoke, and he would smoke a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I can't remember all their names, but they were they were all very memorable characters, mm. and they all had at least one scene that just made you buy into their characters. It's just it is it is it is terrible because like, like a lot of them could be resolved in less serious ways. But that is the thing. I mean, that's the historical context. Yeah. Of it because yeah. I mean, like I've told you, I've told you like the story about like because you watched down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And they brought up. Um, what's his face the henry darger guy like the outsider artist like he got committed to an asylum by his father because he was like masturbating because that was like at the time seen as like a sign of like oh you're gay if you're which wasn't the issue itself the issue was that if you're gay you're likely a pedophile Mm. that was like the train of thought and as far as i understand and it's like they'd send you off to the thing, which is why some people are like upset. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, the guy who invented fucking Kellogg's cornflakes. Oh yeah, so you... did it, Dr. Kellogg did it because he's like, we'll curve masturbation by killing libido. Yeah. Um, and he did a lot of other crazy shit too, but that's all I ever really remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just what it. It's like so much easier back then to get committed. Mm-hmm. I think it's because they still had this kind of notion that like not everybody was fucked up. When the truth of the matter is that everybody is kind of yeah. fucked up in their own way. And that's what Jack Nicholson is trying to tell them. Like, Yeah. Because, he, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely right. I mean, like, my God. Like, Billy is not that different from, like, the average fucking Zoomer. I mean, Jesus no. Christ, he's a little cut simp and he's got a stutter. <laughs> that's about it. Like, uh, like, uh, I feel bad for, God, I feel so bad for Billy. I know. I guess like, I'm gonna think it about Billy so a lot. Sad. Um, he had cute little eyes, and he's such a sweet, sweet boy. Oh God, he didn't deserve that. <laughs> I thought uh, Jack Nicholson was great. Uh, oh yeah, he's very. He good reminds me of a crazy um, person. Yeah, it reminds me of like The Shining when he snaps, but he's just nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he, he's just nice about things, but he's still fucking gone. Um, yeah. But it did seem like that he's he's not really crazy. No. It's just he doesn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like beyond this. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of what, you know, Chief says to him. He's like, you're really big. 
yeah you're bigger than me like you know he's he's like some kind of fucking like he treats him like he's some kind of fucking uberman like the dude's just like i've got this i can do whatever i want my will is indomitable i'll <laughs> i'll break her in a week you know he's like i i can yeah. do anything i want to which is i guess kind of ultimately his downfall because he gets a little cocky maybe but mm. i still would have been better if he hadn't have fucking dozed off yeah <laughs> kind of pisses me off uh you fucking dozed off i brought this up earlier before the show but uh uh, this uh, this is based off of books, and it very much feels like a book that we would have had to read in high school. Right. I don't know if I don't know how to describe that or how to put that in. Neither do I, but I feel terms, it. But it's like, uh, like what's that one book? Ethan From Ethan Fron. I've never read that or kind of. It's like that. It's like uh, like Fahrenheit four fifty one of Mice and Men. Yeah. Um. Now these are all good books, as far as I mean, the ones yeah. I've listed at yeah, least. I, I, yeah, but it, but it's like it's got that energy of like, because it's like, I don't know, I don't know. It's got the energy of some professor or like I mean I guess teacher, you know, mm-hmm. is talking about it like it's bigger brain <laughs> than it actually is. I know in high school I had a, and it feels like the time period. And kind of the oh, yeah, they're all from like the that the era, tragic seventies, sixties, fifties. I don't know what it is about Chief, but Chief's character is very much like he reminds me of fucking Lenny. Yeah, maybe that's why. And he, he's like Lenny, like they he literally is Lenny until he's like, no, I was just fucking with you. I'm it, fine. Yeah, and it's like the ending where it's like things kind of work out, but also was pretty tragic, and you know. It's not necessarily you may, cut and dry if he gets away with that. Yeah, it, it um, just feels like something. Say so he could always get caught. So, mm-hmm. but he did. I, I choose to believe but he, he did. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about it. I don't know about you. Um, justice for Billy. Justice for Billy. Justice for Chief. Um, Chief. Justice for everyone, really. Like in that movie. Yeah. Like. It just speaks to how well, like, written and acted, and dialogue, mm. I mean, just how likable all the characters were and how much we we really cared about them. I I mean, I just loved all their interactions with each other. Yeah, it was great. Like, the fishing... It was... All, yeah, all, the, the fishing group, scene. All the group therapy sessions were great, uh, That especially that first the, one. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. The scene in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, the party. Dude, fucking Chief lifted that. I was so proud of him. It was epic. He was like, I feel big now. And he he was. My guy was fucking massive. And I'm so, I could never be more proud of him. I mean, I like how Jack Nicholson just says, that's me lifting like anything. At least I tried. God damn it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, good movie. That we've pretty much analyzed the because the themes this it's a good movie and the themes are good. It's very surface level though. Yeah, but it's that's not, it plays, that's not it's, a bad. It's good. Thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing, but it's just like it's not like you have not to every, get into. Yeah, it. not every movie. Yeah, because well, it does what it does well. Yeah, I mean, I'd say even the movie like The Lighthouse is pretty surface level. It just feels like it's not. Yeah, it tries to pretend that it's not, but it's like what can what more can it be about when there's like two guys? It's like you know. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a phenomenal movie, personally. Same. Um, you want to get into a summary and rating? Suppose it's that time. All right. Uh, I don't know who went last time. 
Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. I feel like I went first last time. Well, then I will go first. I think. I don't know. But you go. So. I really liked this movie. I liked its examination of... Uh... It doesn't really even feel like an examination of mental health so much as it feels like relationships like that guy ranted about. It feels like they just happen to be lunatics. Um, well, I mean, I mean, Martini's a fucking nutter. He needs to be locked away for the rest of his life. Martini, he seems all sweet and innocent, but I guarantee you Martini's got body somewhere. All right, Martini's like, he's like that. He used to be for the mob. He used to be a killer for the mob. And he's like, he's, he's got those skeletons. He's never been the same man since. But uh, If one character deserved to be lobotomized, it was Martini. <laughs> Martini needs it, like... <laughs> Martini, oh, bless his little heart. Bless his little manlet heart. God damn. Danny DeVito did not look like Danny DeVito. It just oh. was the same. It was a being of the same stature as Danny DeVito with like Al Capone's face and like an actual, like an, like a child's mind. Like, um, but anyway, I like all that. I love their chemistry. All of them feel like they work really well together. And it says a lot, like you said, about the writing that you care that much about the characters. And I mean, because they're 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 going to stick with me for a while, especially fucking Chief. I like Chief a lot. Um, however, honestly, very agitated by how the ending went. Mm-hmm. Um, not the ending necessarily, but like the how climax. Yeah, because yeah, because I like the ending. I mean, it's tragic and shit. But I mean, they, they could have gone about that in a much better way and had the same literally the same shit happen mm-hmm. um because he still would have gotten laid and still would have been that whole thing they might have had to pace it differently but it still would have ultimately had the same effect um or the same outcome um because i just feel like him dozing off is awfully lazy and i hadn't even thought about it for the reasons you had like you brought up like oh maybe somebody could have you know like well like, who wouldn't somebody have woken him up like i didn't even think yeah. about that I just thought, like, well, why would he doze off? Mm-hmm. That makes it even worse, because why would he doze <laughs> off, but also why wouldn't anybody fucking yeah. tell him? Because he's got Chief. Because it's not just Candy. him. There's... He basically has Billy, too, because Billy's with Candy. Yeah, you know? yeah. there's five people who are in on the plan, like, for sure. And, and so, you know, well, the, and they all know he's leaving. You'd think somebody would yeah. say something yeah. to the guy. Okay, all right. Like, I mean, it's your buddies. <laughs> you thought you were going to go, man. Yeah. I mean, you got to get out of here. They're going to fucking lynch you if you're not going to lobotomize i mean to say um and that honestly kind of took me out of the movie quite a bit but overall i really adored it um i think i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten dude mm-hmm. all right well uh i also really enjoyed it pretty much everything you said uh yeah that... almost like we agree <laughs> a lot or something it's like i mean mm. the characters are so great the dialogue is so great it's a Despite having such a tragic ending, it really is just a nice, like, wholesome movie. Oh, it feels so warm. Yeah, and and it's, it, like you said, it's much more, it's more than about just, like, the state of, like, mental institutions. Um, and it is nice to see them all come together and form this kind of bond. And, yeah, the characters are great. I mean, I thought uh, Randall's character, Jack Nicholson, was fantastic. And I love Billy. I love Chief. I love Martini. 
I love them all. Like even the guys who almost had nothing to do, like the general and the dancing man, they're still just so memorable and great despite only having like just a few scenes. Um, so I think that really speaks to how well it was written. And I thought the pacing of this movie is pretty good too. Cause I was not in the mood to watch a movie that was over two hours long, but it didn't feel like two hours. Um, the ending also just really annoyed me as well. Like you said, um, I, I think I'm, I'll give it an eight. Uh, not so much because of the ending, just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not feeling a nine, but I f- I'm feeling an eight. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I respect it. It's I've broken the curse. Um, yeah. Not the curse. The, the, the fact. The, the fact, fact of yeah. this. Yeah, we've never disagreed um, more than one point. Uh, um, there was something I was going to say, though. You reminded me. It's not important at all. But you reminded me because you brought up the general. You remember when he goes, "Oh, say, can <laughs> yeah. you see?" I was like, "I want to hug." That, that was man. the scene I was thinking about. Like that was like really his only like one big scene, but it was just. But it it gives him so much character. Yeah, it's, it's masterful. It's great. That. Um, um, but yeah, that was the movie. Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I kept telling you it was one flew over, and I didn't put the rest. And I was like terrified. There's somehow a movie out there just called One Flew Over. No, I remembered like, after gonna... that it was called. Um, all right, recommendation time. Uh, gonna be let's hear it, big boy. Be honest, kind of forgot. Uh, let me look at my watch list and pick one. No, I I do know, but I was seeing that earlier in the show. Um, I've never I. I'm realizing now I'm choking because I've never said his name out loud. Uh, but Kurosawa, Kurosawa, is that? Oh, uh, Kurosawa. That's how Kurosawa? I've always heard it. So. Okay. Well, I we probably both wrong. But probably, still. but Akira. His first name is Akira, right? Akira. No, it's I think no. So. That's is it? Let's see. It's embarrassing. It is. I've actually never seen any of his movies. Yeah, Akira. And how did you say? How did you say? I said Kurosawa. 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 I say Kurosawa. I don't know how it's proper. I don't know. I'm bad at pronouncing stuff. But that guy. That guy. Uh, I'm going to recommend Seven Samurai. Oh. From him. And uh, yeah, I know he's like a legendary director, and he has like a ton of films that are considered like uh, revolutionary classics that have probably inspired shit tons of movies that we have seen mm-hmm. uh but i have never seen a single one of his films uh but i know like seven samurai basically kind of like inspired like that inspired a lot of westerns which were very big. magnificent seven very specifically yeah, and i know it's literally like um, an adaptation of that the hidden fortress is like star wars um mm-hmm. and he has uh he has a lot of other really classic films uh and yeah, I've seen clips from the one film class I was in. But yeah, I've actually, have you seen any of his movies? Uh, I believe... You haven't seen this, right? I, I hope not. No, I've not seen this. I've okay. seen parts of it, but I've never sat through the whole fucking thing. Okay. Um, it's a pretty long one. Yeah, it is a long one. Um, but let me make sure this is even a curse. Oh my god, it's almost four hours. I didn't know that before I recommended <laughs> Uh, it's too late now. Yeah, it's too late now. I might uh, watch this in chunks, or I can't do like I did today. I I, I watched this movie at like eight o'clock, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So did I. I'm going to have to watch it on, like, Friday or something. I think, I don't know. I don't think I've actually seen any of them. I think I've seen enough to, like, know about him, but I don't think I've actually sat through Yeah, them. I'm aware of who he is and what he's done, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never seen any of his movies, so. I Like, I'm familiar with the work people Jesus talk Christ, about. Almost it, so. four hours. Why did I recommend it? He's got a lot of other movies. You could have recommended like Throne of Blood or Har- I think Harakiri is one nah, of his movies. We're doing Seven Samurai. Four hours. Wait, wait, so that's the movie. Yeah. That's the one everybody brings up. I was going to do this so. or Hidden, Hidden Fortress and I've already done this. So I hope you're ready for a three hour and 45 minute long. Wait, no. I think it's I think it's a bit shorter than that. It's over three hours. But mm-hmm. uh, let me let me double check and see. It does have an intermission. Built into the movie. Really? If I remember correctly. Okay, it, it is pretty much, it's, it's like three hours and 27 minutes, I think. So it's like three and a half movies. Yeah, so three, you can just quit hours. right there and you say, all right, yeah. tomorrow. I'm, I'm definitely going to try to watch this on Thursday or Friday because I don't think I could watch this like the same day we record. <laughs> but anyway, that out of the way, it's time for the plugs. Plugs, Everyone... plug that shit. All right, well, we have a YouTube channel where we do video versions of this podcast as well as commentary tracks for movies. Uh, You can find that. It's called The Loft, and there's a link in the description uh, for whatever platform you're listening to this on. You can follow The Loft on Twitter at TheLoft98, and you can follow Trevor at the underscore PT99. He might tweet. uh, I might tweet. You can follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, I am at Scrub Thug, and Trevor is at PT99, and that's the show. So thanks for listening or watching, and tune in next week for the Seven Samurai. I was gonna. Yeah. What about no? I'm not going to say it. You know what? I'm All right. Say. It's a mystery. What was he going to say? We'll never know. You'll never know. I'm stopping recording right now. Uh- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.